everyone, welcome to HR Bytes, a podcast and video series to bring you stories of everyday people who are driving digital transformations in their organizations, data-driven and future-fit digital HR leaders. Today's guest is Tina Mary Wofield. Welcome, Tina. Tina is the founder and chief people strategist at Tima Wo. She's a passionate champion of human resources, leadership, and talent management with over 25 years of experience in the human resources profession. Tina Marie is an active member of the HR community and a dedicated advocate for advancing the HR profession through collaboration, partnerships, and mentorship. Welcome to HR Bytes, Tina. What an impressive profile. Could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and your role? I am a chief people strategist, so I work with departments or leader, HR departments or leadership and help them navigate uh, and figure it out on their own aspects to advance their de- department through uh, innovation, through strategic projects. Oftentimes as HR departments, and I think we can both relate, we get bogged down in the day-to-day and there's things we want to do, but we need a little help or a nudge to get there. So I am like the HR super nanny and help organizations as a guide uh, a guide uh, to help them along their journey so they can achieve the uh, platform they want HR to be within the organization. And uh, over the course of my HR career, I've held a lot of different roles, but I've always had a a firm uh, interest in collaboration, ideation, and technology opens up a lot of those opportunities for us to bring people, ideas, and innovation together. It's a great medium for us to do that. Absolutely. Um, So as you know, we've all been kind of forced to adopt technology over this past year in every sphere of our lives, basically, and even more so in in our work in human resources. And as an HR community, um, I think we've adopted at warp speed to take a term from Science, science, and and Star Star Trek and Star Wars Star that I know you like. <laughs> so what what do you think has happened with our HR functions when it comes to this technological adaptation and adoption? And how do you think the pandemic has actually fast tracked tech adoption in our HR functions? So it's forced us to embrace concepts that we've been quick to allow other departments in the organizations apply such as flexible remote work and use of technology to connect. But there's that traditional mindset that HR has to be on site at all times and visible at all times. So this pandemic and forcing us to look at how we view remote work, the the whole concept that I embrace and I think is going to continue to stay, which is work from anywhere or learn from anywhere. And it's actually put the spotlight on learning platforms in ways that we connect to help employees learn, share information, and grow from a talent management perspective as well. We've gone from having in-person interviews to using virtual platforms to have uh, interviews. And so the aspect is I need that person on site so I can see them, read them, truly build that personal connection. Uh, this pandemic has prevented us from doing that. So 
from a recruiting, onboarding, onboarding especially, virtual tech has been so imperative for us to get employees' information fast and scalable. Uh, it's really shifted the mindset or shifted the way HR departments operate. And it was reactive. I, I know you mentioned warp speed, but it's a rapid, reactive response. So we would have not gone down this route. We've talked about it. We know HR of 2025 was going to have us implementing a lot of these platforms or processes. Uh, this was one day you were working in the office. Uh, the next day, your local or state agency in many aspects said, uh, no, office is closed. Now what? So we rose to the occasion with it. Now what? but I think it's allowed us to grow and we've seen platforms that have evolved, not from their intended use, but we've adapted them to the needs of the organization and they're not going to go away. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when, um, when, before the pandemic, um, we were all moving towards this people-first kind of HR uh, str strategy. And we were also trying to see how we would implement technology in our function. And, and the question that always, um, you know, that I had front and center was, are we practicing the human resources that our CEO wants us to? You know, are we in line with our business strategy? And, you know, the organizational networks that we form in the organization play a great role in adoption of any projects within our function, right? And I believe that social networks have a great um, impact on our adoption of technology within our function. Um, what role did uh, your social capital, your social networks in organizations that you worked with or worked at um, play in generating, incubating, and scaling innovation within the HR function now and in the past? And what do you think it will, will, it will be in the future? Relationships have played a critical role. Our ability to engage our stakeholders so they trust us. So when we come with a shared idea or a response, it may be a positive or negative response to a direction the organization is going to take. Trust and credibility is, is its critical aspect. And that's where HR has started to evolve as an HR's business partner. So our policies, our procedures won't hinder but they need to be flexible to adapt. So if we can have these conversations, these trusted conversations to say, this is going to work, this isn't going to work, or leverage our social capital within the organization to understand how the operations, uh, the needs of our uh, departments, what their staff, you know, from a navigating change and how that may be perceived. And when we want to implement something that we've never done before, uh, who can we bring in as champions? What can we do to create that positive experience so we get more people on board? It's so critical. But that's just not from an internal perspective. We need to look outside of the organization. So if we know what's going on within our competitors, within our industry, within the global HR community as a whole, we can say, okay, this company, this is our competitor. This is what they've implemented. This has worked or not worked, but this is how we can adapt or incorporate that here within our organization is really important. So building relationships internally and externally to know what's going on outside our four walls is critical for us to truly continue to advance and innovate HR as a whole. 
Absolutely. And we see this adaption and adoption so um, clearly across the board in every country, uh, you know, across across industries, um, HR, the HR function has become front and center, not just um, because of our technology adoption, but because, um, you know, we've been asked to be kind of the coaches, kind of the uh, mentors to our employees during this pandemic and, and hold their hand while, you know, we also handle the day-to-day mundane HR tasks that we have to, right? Um, what's one piece of advice that you have for HR professionals who are, you know, looking to adopt new technology and or have had to adopt new technology in the recent past? And, you know, how, how would you advise them to tackle the challenges that they're facing? And what lessons uh, would you like to share from your journey? I would say that we need to be very smart consumers. And sometimes the biggest, boldest uh, item that's out there, the newest and greatest tool may not be the best tool for an organization. So being a very savvy and smart consumer, doing your research, uh, test driving mm-hmm. any of uh, tools you're looking at doing. So you could do a modified or a beta test and, and find a pool or department to try out that software before you implement it within the organization. But sometimes we see that bright, shiny new uh, piece of technology and everybody's doing it. And we say, well, we need to do this. Uh, Microsoft Teams is a great tool. Sometimes there's a lower cost or it's an easy best of breed where you can implement it versus there are a lot of robust communication tools out there that based on the needs of your organization, maybe it's too big of a tool. It's There's so much, mm-hmm. it's, it's the size doesn't match what your needs are. So you're buying too much. It's like buying a, uh, a yacht when all you want is a canoe. So I'm going to buy a yacht because everybody else is buying a yacht, but now I have a canoe. So I would say, be very smart, do your research, do your due diligence, reach out to your fellow HR colleagues that you have in your extended network and say, hey, I think you have familiarity with uh, this tool. Um, How is it working in your organization? What bumps did you have on implementation? Uh, What about service support and integration with other internal processes and technology you have? Uh, those are things sometimes we don't think about because, you know, uh, we're just looking at we need a fix and we need it now. So have a plan. No different than when you're going to go buy a home or buy a car. You're going to do your research. You are going to make sure that the the tools or the functions of that technology meet your needs. And most importantly, I think this is a big struggle we have is we will buy a piece of technology that doesn't grow with us. The technology is great right now. but 18 months from now, or as the organization needs changed, can it adapt and evolve with you? Sometimes it won't. Absolutely. You know, um, I've seen adoption of technology on a very large scale and also on a very small scale. And when we use these big legacy systems and adopt them very fast without a plan, most of the time, we do not use all the modules in that system. We do not use all the different tools that are available to us through that system. And what a waste, right? It doesn't grow with us. 
but we can't get rid of it because we've invested a lot of money <laughs> into this particular tool. Um, so those decisions that were made in the past, uh, I guess, <laughs> will reverber reverberate with um, you know us for a long, long time. And you know, if if remote work and hybrid work are going to be a part of our workplace now. What do you think our HR function can do to prepare our workforce for an increase in this remote and hybrid work? Um, you know, because we know this year too, we're all going to be working from home for the most part of the year. And, and I know our HR community has done a lot in this past nine, 10 months to help the employee population, but what more can we do um, to help and guide our organizations through this time? We need to train employees or provide them the tools to say this is what remote work or flexible work means in our organization. This is our interpretation. This is our environment and our expectations. Remote work, that word, is not a universal application. So what, what remote work may be in one organization is not the same. And again, as the organization's needs change, how you define remote work in your organization will likely change with you. So I think it's very important that we train employees, we provide them tools to be able to navigate the technology to say, here's our meeting etiquette. If you're on a Zoom meeting, if you're on GoTo, if you're in Microsoft Teams, if you're using BlueJeans, Slack, whatever technology you're using to communicate remote, train your employees to allow them to be comfortable and understand what your expectations are. So onboarding in 2021 looks a lot different than it did on January 2020. We need to make that part of our, our training and assimilation into the organization. And it's not just new employees, the existing employees, our days are different. How we communicate, connect with individuals is, is completely been turned upside down. And we're still getting used to it nine, 10 12 months later. It's, it's the need to make sure everybody understands and has the tools to be successful. We can't assume they do or they know. Absolutely. I, I was talking to a friend of mine who was thrown into onboarding because one of the onboarding um, colleagues had to, you know, had a family emergency, which is the nature of our work right now and our world. Um, and she did not know how to use some of the tech tools to bring the employee on board. And she opened up all these different windows. And while she was onboarding this person, it was a mess on her computer and she couldn't figure out what she was doing herself. So, you know, we need to have contingency employees, not just plans, but these employees who can stand in for our HR, um, you know, colleagues colleagues, because we just need backups the whole time. It's, you know, like we were talking the other day, it's uh, work in the flow of life. It's no longer work in the flow of work. It's work in the flow of life. <laughs> and it's scalability. So if business continuity perspectives, if somebody leaves the organization, you have a tool in place. Uh, if you can, if you're used to having new hire orientation in person, you have a tool in place. It's it allows you to have multiple mediums to apply to the needs of multiple perspectives in the organization. Uh, as the environment changes, you have the ability to evolve or adapt to adjust very quickly. 
and not reactively. Absolutely. Transformation and adaptability and resilience, right? All these phrases are so much more important in today's life and work life than ever before. So this brings us to the end of our questions, but I do have a fun rapid fire question connection round. Uh, who is one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Nikki Hoyland uh, on Twitter. She's the Nikki with a Y H. She's out of Manchester, UK. She is a tech guru. Uh, her positivity and her she she just exhibits ideation and all she does. She is truly inspiring. Follow Nikki. Absolutely. And I'll uh, link her account in the show notes for everyone. What's your favorite HR podcast? Outside of this one? Oh, geez. Uh, that would probably be HR Social Hour with John and Wendy, which they just hit their 150th episode. I'm a big fan, John and Wendy. So congratulations on the 150. Um, favorite <laughs> LinkedIn learning or e-learning webinar series for HR tech or HR? That was a, a good question. So I'm going to list two. Lori Rudiman has two really good uh, LinkedIn learning modules uh, that are great. And learn with Laura, Laura Mazzullo of East uh, Eastside Staffing does some great content as well. Absolutely. And I'll include the links in the show notes for those two series as well. So given the upheaval of all things in 2020, what's one workplace trend that you think is here to stay? Work from anywhere. So it's not just work from your home. Hmm. Work from anywhere. It could be your cottage. It could be Starbucks. It could be your home office. Uh, I think we've managed to show the world globally that work can be done in almost any environment. Absolutely. And how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? I, I truly embrace and appreciate this HR Unite community. Uh, so the ability to bring HR professionals together to connect, to collaborate, to support each other, share resources, and truly advocate for our profession. The more we bring people together, uh, the better we are as a profession. Absolutely. And I just love what you do with the HR Unite community. So I'm looking forward to everything you have in store for this year for us. <laughs> So thank you so much, Tina, for being my guest today. I, I'm sure the insights that you've shared will resonate with a lot of us in our HR community. And I'm looking forward to all the great things that you're going to do globally this year. So thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for tuning in, everyone. I look forward to bringing you more global stories.